You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Fashion Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us this hour is Dr. Jared Lazarus from Bay Area Center uh, Veterinary Care Center here in Tampa Bay, Florida, to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets. When you call in to 866-606-8255, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden, and he'll put you on the line with us. Once again, that's 866-606-8255. The show is produced by Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny boy. Hey, Mandy. How are you? Good. It's good to be back. It's nice to have you back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Well, welcome back. <laughs> 866-606-TALK is the number. We have a special guest joining us in this hour. Her name is Dr. Jane Brunt. She's the Executive Director for Catalyst Council. We're going to be talking about June Adopt-A-Cat Month. But once again, we welcome your calls and questions, but I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Uh-oh, things you never say to me. Uh-oh, tell me that you've had enough of our love, our love. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK is the number, 866-606-8255. I want to welcome onto the program right now a special guest. Her name is Dr. Jane Brunt. Hey, Dr. Jane, how are you? I am great, John. How are you today? Doing wonderful. It's nice to have you on the air with us. You're the Executive Director at Catalyst Council. And uh, first off, before we talk about Catalyst Council, I want to introduce you to Dr. Jared Lazarus. Hi, Doc. Hey, how are you? Good. Yourself? Oh, excellent. And, of course, our producer over here, uh, Miss Amanda Page. Hi there. Hi, Amanda. And all of America. Hello. Hey. <laughs> hey, um, and actually beyond America now, too, so uh, uh, everybody tuning in. But Catalyst Council is the name of the organization you're the executive director with. Can you explain what Catalyst Council is? Well, absolutely. If you think of cats and a catalyst is something that creates change, cats are really, you know, they get the short shrift a lot of times. They don't get adopted as much. They don't get as much veterinary care. I'm sure Dr. Lazar can can uh, attest to that. And they just, um, you know, they need some help. So Catalyst Council is for creating change for cats, and we promote the power of purr. Well, for all of you listening across the country, if you want to tune in and watch, you can watch us on the webcam as well, and you can see Dr. Jarrett's answer to uh, Dr. Jane's question. He did a nod. (laughs) 
<laughs> so if we you che- that was a yes. <laughs> so if you check out on our webcam, you can actually see some of his physical answers at talkinpets.com, T A L K I N pets.com. Click on watch live and you can watch us during the broadcast as well and join us on Facebook and Twitter, please. But again, the number is 866-606-8255. 866-606-talk. That's a number to call. And again, we're speaking with Dr. Jane Brunt. She's the executive director for Catalyst Council. I know I post a lot of things actually on our website, Dr. Jane, uh, for Catalyst Council, and like a lot of your press releases and stuff, and things that m- most people across the country, uh, the average Joe, may not actually see. So when people go on to the news section on TalkingPets.com, they can actually read a lot of your press releases about what's going on, because I know you guys keep me up to date pretty well with the uh, Catalyst Council and everything that's going on. And for example, that's how I found out through your organization that June is Adopt a Cat Month. It is, and so many people celebrate that. Shelters in in communities all across the country will take June because historically it's been maybe a slower time for um, other animals, but kitten season. Now, kittens come all year round now, and there are just too many cats in most communities, and what we want to do is work together to get more adopted and get more in homes. I've got two of my own, actually, here at the house, and uh, I love them like children. Yep. Even when they're bad, I try to love them like children. (laughs) (laughs) And I can can only say they're brother and sister, and the the girl is prime. She's, I call her the diva of the household, and no issues whatsoever. But the boy, wow. He's got a mind of his own. Yeah, he does. That's Snowball. So, yeah, but they're great. And the thing that, you know, I recommend, especially when you're adopting a cat from a shelter or a rescue group, right, Dr. Jane, is to get possibly two. Uh, We let's adopt them in at least pairs, especially if they're siblings. People think the cats are solitary animals, but really they love the interaction and it keeps them occupied. And, you know, they're small. Sure, you need an extra litter box and and need to put those in the right places, but they're really fun to watch. You can probably attest to that. And they keep each other busy and they just make you laugh. Well, I find actually even with my cats that there's that time where they bond together and they're okay with each other. And then there's those times where, like, just like human beings, we don't want to be around anyone. <laughs> the That's only, why making sure they have their own space is good. So yeah. lots of vertical height and, and lots of hidey places and... and uh, yeah, that's good. Thank you for, for doing that. Yeah, the other day, actually, it was funny. I was watching uh, Snowball, my, the male cat, and he was up on this perch that I got, and it was like, I am the pride here. I am looking down on everyone because it's up high. And he's up there, so she decided that she wanted to come up there as well because there's more than enough room for two. Well, apparently, he it was that time where he wanted his downtime, so he took his front paw and swatted her across the face. <laughs> And what did she do? I, she actually gave him this look and jumped down. And mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, as human beings, we're not going to say, get out of my territory or my space, and I'm going to slap you across the face, at least not most times. But um, <laughs> but with cats, that's their way. It's just like, hey, this is my time. Go away. So they'll let you know when they want to be alone. Exactly. Yep. But um. it's, it's funny you mentioned the thing with the litter box, too, because it is important if you are going to adopt a cat from a shelter or a rescue group, um, you want to make sure the, the rule... Uh, the, the rule of the thumb is basically one litter box over the amount of cats. 
So, That's what we like to tell people, too, and, and making sure that they're in different locations so that there's access to as many clean toilets as, as uh, possible. We don't want to have to make somebody go downstairs into the basement next to the furnace or the dryer that's going to cause a noise to scare them, and that might create an aversion to the location. So you're absolutely right to have multiple litter boxes in lots of places. And, you know, once people adopt their new cats, taking them to the veterinarian soon, even though in most shelters a lot of cats, or most, most cats, dogs and cats, are now spayed and neutered before they get adopted. A lot of them have been tested for feline leukemia and FIV and had all of their necessary vaccines up to that point. So they might think, it might be easy to say, oh, I, I guess I don't really need to go to the veterinarian because they're done with all their health care. And what's important is to go to the veterinarian to get that information, to reinforce litter box. Find out what the right nutrition is. Make sure they're on pop proper parasite prevention. And especially in Florida, heartworm, people don't think about cats getting heartworm disease spread by mosquitoes, but oh, yes, and cats should be on heartworm prevention if dogs are on heartworm prevention wherever you live. That's a good point. That's something that, you know, we've always talked about on the show. I've been doing the show for 23 years, and for the most part, we always say, you know, dog heartworm medication, um, but not, uh, not too much cat conversation on that. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more cat feline heartworm disease. Really? Yeah, I've seen a few. And it is possible, even though if a cat doesn't, of course, go outside, it's an indoor cat, there is that chance that, is it possible that it's they can still get it? It's actually an indoor mosquito right. that causes heartworm disease. So that's good to keep them on medication yeah. at all times. Yeah. Two things about that, John, is as, um, that in one study of all of the cats that were um, tested positive for heartworm, 41% were indoors-only cats. Wow. And the other thing to think about is that there's no such thing as an outdoors-only mosquito. No, that's true. Once they get in the house, they're looking for that meal. (laughs) Evening. Hey, don't go away. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit longer with uh, Dr. Jane Brunt, the Executive Director at Catalyst Council. If you want to find out some more information about Catalyst Council, you can go to our website, TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. And, uh, Dr. Jane, you have a website, too. It's CatalystCouncil.org, correct? Yep, that's exactly right. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets. Struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at DogShelterBlues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. The Mimi of the Year star and the Internet's most beloved distinguished critter is coming to a theater near you. 
For the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. Web sensation Grumpy Cat has millions of adorning fans in a new book and now a movie deal. The grouchy feline's real name, Tartar Sauce, became a viral hit last summer when owner Tabitha Bendenson and brother Brian began posting photos of her on Reddit. Since then, the Sour Face Kitty won Mimi of the Year at the 2013 Web Awards and signed on with talent manager Ben Lashes. According to the deadline, Grumpy Cat sold a film option to a new Garfield-like family comedy. In the proposed flicks, producers by the teams behind 2011's Jack and Jill, Grumpy Cat will be given a power of speech, presumably so she can spread all that snark around. Grumpy Cat will also leave images on a line of bottled beverages, according to the Wall Street Journal. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. We're up all night to get some. We're up all night for good fun. We're up all night to get lucky. 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 And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK. When Bobby picked that song after the story, Get Lucky, I thought it would get grumpy. I'm a little confused. <laughs> You'll have to explain that one to me. But um, actually, if you want to check out Grumpy, you could do so. We posted the video on our on our uh, homepage there at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. I watched it. It's like a two-and-a-half-minute video about Grumpy the cat. Yeah. And literally, this cat looks like he's like in a bad mood like every moment of the day. And it's it's a cute kitty, but definitely looks looks grumpy. Is this it's a, a Scottish fold with the ears? Is that the grumpy cat? Or is that the cat no. that likes the box? Uh, that, I think, might be the one that likes the box. But this oh, one okay. has gone viral. and mil- Millions of hits on this thing. You but haven't seen this? No, it's, it's the first time oh, I've seen adorable. it. Oh, he's adorable. First time I've seen it. But, he uh, really is. He's got a frown on No, I've seen him. It, we, oh. I posted him on our website at TalkingPets.com. So it's right there on the homepage. You can watch the video. It was Good Morning America did an interview with him. But they did this whole little cute, cute clip at the beginning. And um, and that's the most part that I would watch. Mo- more so is the first minute and a half of it. But uh, it's funny as heck. And such a cute cat. His name is Tartar? Is tartar, that sauce. tartar sauce. Oh, and actually, perfect. I've heard of Tartar sauce before, but I've not seen the cat. I've got to check this out. Well, June is Adopt-A-Cat Month, and you never know. You might be able to adopt from your local shelter or rescue group Grumpy the Cat, or one like it, I guess. Is, is that right, Dr. Jane? There's a lot of different cats there. Yep, yep. I mean, you never know what you're going to see at the, at the shelter, right? I mean, uh, you might find Grumpy Cat. You may, may find Smiley Cat. You may find Lucky Cat. Who knows? But... I just adopted a cat. Did you? Yeah. Oh, His name, actually, I adopted. He's coming home with me on Monday. Congrats. His name Aww. is Putty. Putty. Putty, as in Sylvester Putty Cat. I like that. I That's like Putty. Too cute. That is a cute name, Doctor Jane. Like, and it's and it's good too. I mean, you could actually from the shelters you could get kittens, but you can also get older cats too. Oh yeah, and, and cats are wonderful. They really are. They're very very social animals. <laughs> they're a ton of fun, and they're they're a real laugh. Do you see the other thing that sh- some sh- shelters will do is give them personality testing. They call it felinality. So um, a person in a household might be able to say, well, I have a really active household and kids running around all over the place. And so they can try and match 
the cat's personality as best they can tell to the new adopter. Similarly, like my mother has a friend that just um, lost her boxer, and she said, I want her to get a cat. What should I tell her? I said, well, she should go visit the Delaware SPCA, which is right near their house, and tell them, you know, she's probably 80, and you want a cat that is older and is not too skittish that will get under her feet. And um, the shelters all have uh, little areas where they can do, um, like, meet and greet and spend time with them so that they can uh, get to know you, and that way you get to choose the best one for your household. The thing I like, too, is, like, when I was reading some stuff on Catalyst Council on your website, uh, catalystcouncil.org, um, I noticed actually that one of the things that you said when you adopt from like a rescue group, a kitty, you could talk to the people that work there because they're the ones that spend so much time with those cats and they can try to make, uh, match up the personality of that cat with the person coming in, the new parent. Exactly, exactly. Rescue groups that have foster parents. Uh, one of my cats was in a foster home for for um, several weeks while he recovered from a broken jaw and um, they must have just really done so much handling and loving of him because Cat Stanley, who is the signature Catalyst Council cat, has just been, he's a great companion. So, yes, foster groups um, that run, that are affiliated with rescue organizations, and then shelters that are actually physical shelters um, will often have people that do fostering, and then, the, of course, the, the staff that works in the shelter themselves, they get to know the animals really well. It is important, too, that when you're bringing a cat home, if you're more than a one-person household, meaning you've got a wife or a partner or, or kids or whatever, that everybody's on the same page on bringing the cat home, right? Exactly. They all need to know what the cat's needs are, what to expect with its behavior. And I like to recommend that the family comes in after they adopt the cat, really within two weeks, maybe even just a few days after they adopt the cat. The family, the whole family comes in for the veterinary visit so that we can talk about what's normal for the cat, what the cat's going to need, how they should play with it how they should um, feed it because obesity is very common and, and we're seeing more and more overweight cats that leads to, to health problems. So those are things that everybody needs to make sure that they understand and then um, enjoy. And Most I, important that's thing a great enjoy. idea. And, and also the fact that people need to be aware that, you know, this is a living, breathing creature and when you bring it home, it's for the life of the pet. And the thing is, is that you've got to take into account you know, your veterinary costs per year, food, toys, accessories. Yep. That's part of it too, right, Dr. Jane? Oh, yeah. There's a, there's an obligation and a commitment anytime you adopt a pet, whether you um, pay $100 for an adopted pet or an adopted pet is free. Many of the shelters during Adopt-the-Cat month of June have special offerings. I know in our community of Baltimore, the three area shelters that are the make up the Baltimore Animal Welfare Alliance. We uh, partner with them as a, as a hospital, my cat hospital in Baltimore, to promote what's called the Baltimore 500, Race to Save Lives. And we try and adopt 500 cats out from the three shelters. Last year, we adopted 760 cats. 
wow. in just a month. Wow. And um, so we really, we really enjoy getting more cats in homes, and they deserve to be in homes, and they're fun, just like each of you have, have, have said. They're really a lot of fun. Well, June is Adopt-A-Cat Month, so this is the month out of, it should be every month, actually, out of the year that you should be adopting from your local shelters and your uh, rescue groups, of course. But um, June is specifically Adopt-A-Cat Month, so go out and adopt a cat, and if you can, get two rather than one. And uh, make sure that you're prepared for it in your household, right, Dr. Jane? Absolutely. Visit your veterinarian as soon as you get both of them. Dr. Jane Brunt, Executive Director at Catalyst Council, thanks so much for joining us here on Talking Pets. Thanks, guys. It was great. It was a great pleasure. Thanks, Doc. Take care. That's Dr. Jane Brunt, Executive Director at Catalyst Council. Again, you can check them out at catalystcouncil.org is their direct website, or you can go to talkinpets.com, and you'll see it there on our news section, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. More to come. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Are you crazy about cats? If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book, and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So, treat yourself to a copy today. Available from Amazon. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Dock. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. From Brevard, Florida, Zoo staff is mourning the passing of uh, Basil, a four-and-a-half-year-old female cheetah they had to euthanize last week after the animal suffered a sudden onset of pancreatitis. Dr. J.? Out of San Rafael, California, fire crews, veterinarians, and a crane operator helped rescue a horse that had fallen into a well as a small Marin County ranch. The Marin Independent Journal reported that the horse, Buddy, fell Monday into a brick-lined well after the well's cover gave way. John? In Honolulu, Hawaii, Carol Okana, manager of the Department of Agricultural Quarantine Branch, said more help is needed to keep snakes out of the state. They said detection dogs also need to be reinstated to patrol entry points to the islands. The snakes arrive in shipping packages and are sometimes hidden in luggage or sent through the mail. With no natural predators in Hawaii, escaped snakes could wreak havoc on endangered birds and plants. Out of Sand Springs, Oklahoma, city leaders could soon vote on planned partners with a developer to build a monument known as the American. At 217 feet, it would depict an American eagle Indian with a bald eagle landing on his forearm. 
percent. In Sheridan, Wyoming, the Game and Fish Department urges people who find young animals in the wild this spring to leave them alone. Many wild animal mothers hide their young and periodically return to them to nurse. Out of Hamilton, Montana, staff with the Rocky Mountain Laboratory are collecting wood ticks to study the prevalence of Colorado tick fever in the Bitterroot Valley. The Ravalotti Republic reports that scientists freeze the ticks, smash them into paste, and search through the paste molecular structure of the virus that causes Colorado tick fever in humans. In Madison, Wisconsin, the reward in the uh, case of the decapitated black bear in St. Croix County has more than tripled to $1,750. In Denmark, Wisconsin, a woman fighting to get her dog back after, after he ran away and was adopted by another family. For Susan Henzine, the dog helps her since she's deaf. John? And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. Dr. Jared, your clinic is? The Bay Area Veterinary Care Center in Tampa, Florida. In Tampa Bay, Florida. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets heard all over the world, and we want to hear from you at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Check us out at TalkinPets.com. No G in the Talkin'. You can watch us live on the webcam, and please join us on Facebook and Twitter. We'd like to hear from you guys. 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. You know, we just got done speaking with Dr. Jane Brunt, the Executive Director of Catalyst Council. A lot of good information there about adopting a cat, especially since June is Adopt-A-Cat Month. I didn't know that. I didn't know June was Adopt-A-Cat Month. Yeah, I learned that through Catalyst Council. So you never know. Each month there's always something going on. (laughs) Well, if you were paying attention recently in the show, um, Amanda Page, our producer, read a story about Grumpy the Cat. And uh, we're going to give you a little trivia question. So, But you would have had to have been paying attention. So if you know the answer to this trivia question, we're going to send out to you compliments from Earth Friendly. Earth Friendly Natural Pet Stain and Order Remover, the number one stain and order remover in the country. And, from, and the latest book, I just got it myself, from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Writers. 101 Motivational Stories for Writers, Budding or Best Selling, from Books to Blogs. So, um, especially in this day and age of writing and internet and stuff, you definitely want to get this. And since Grumpy the Cat is going to be a movie star now, uh, you may follow in Grumpy's paw steps. So, um, you can uh, get this book for free from us by answering this trivia question. Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Writers, comes out to you. It's a great book, pretty thick book, too. Um, And let's see. The trivia question, as Amanda Page said in her story about Grumpy the Cat, Grumpy is not the real name to Grumpy the Cat. What is Grumpy the Cat's real name? Now, there's been hits all over the Internet 
millions and millions. The video has gone viral. We have it posted at TalkinPets.com right on our homepage. That'll give you some information. But um, if you want to check it out there. But what is the real name, if you're paying attention or research it, to Grumpy the Cat? What is Grumpy the Cat's real name? Amanda Page knows because she just read the story. And she'll give you the answer and tell you if you're right or wrong. But you got to guess by calling 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Call, and you could be a winner of Earth-Friendly Natural Pet Stain and Odor Remover and also the Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Writers. The book will be coming out to you by Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, Amy Newmark, and Susan Heim. 866-606-8255. Call with your guesses, and you could be a winner. Uh, we've got someone from Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Did you hear the name? I didn't hear the name. Eva. Hi, Eva. Hi. How are you, Eva? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm loving your program. Thank you very much. Uh, listening there on KBNP and uh, friends there, Keith and Jenny, give them a big hello. Now, I've never been to Portland, Oregon, but I've been invited a million times by Keith, and I definitely want to come out because I've heard nothing but exceptional things about Portland, Oregon. Well, the weather here is beautiful, and uh, the Rose Festival is occurring now. There's a parade tonight. There's a junior parade Wednesday, and the big floral parade next Saturday. Now, see, I should be there. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's funny, too, Eva, because in all of, like, when you look at all of the stats on Portland, Oregon, it's always, like, in the top five for the friendliest city, the friendliest pet city, the the nicest city, the bicycling Mm -hmm. city. I mean, everything Mm -hmm. about Portland, it seems seems to be in the top five. It's a cold city, isn't it? I love being here. No, I, I definitely have to come out. So when I come out, hopefully we'll get to meet. So, okay. But Eva, what is your guess? Now, we t- Amanda did a story on Grumpy the Cat, and Amanda will tell you if you're right or wrong. But Grumpy the Cat story, that's not Grumpy's real name. It's not actually Grumpy. So in the story, she mentioned what the real name of Grumpy the Cat is. Do you remember what it is? Tartar sauce. Woohoo! Right I, on! You congratulations. are congratulations. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're paying attention. It's good to know you're paying attention. Now, if you want to be a writer, I got a great book from Chicken Soup for the Soul coming out to you. Oh, Inspiration okay. for writers, and you've also got a bottle of Earth Friendly Natural Pet Stain and Odor Remover. And I will tell you right now, Eva, I use this stuff on absolutely everything. It, well, it takes it all out, no matter what it is, pet or not. I mean, it's great stuff. Good. Okay, thank you. Well, stay on the line and speak with Zach, and uh, we'll get your information and ship that stuff out to you. Okay. Thanks, Eva. Bye. Enjoy the parade. Well. I want to go to Portland so bad. I've been telling Keith and Jenny that I'm going to come out, I'm going to come out. Dying to go out there. Isn't it cold out there? You live in Florida, John. Yeah, but it's cold, but not all the time. No? No. I mean, they have summer out there. They do? (laughs) It's not Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even even Alaska has summer. a little change from the sunshine. That's true. And and Portland does have a great reputation. They're on so many top ten lists. Friendliest city, happiest people. Yeah, they are. I mean, every time there's a list that comes out, it's like Portland's there. So, and very pet-friendly city, Portland. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's, you know, there's a lot of beautiful places for us to visit in this country that a lot of people, you don't have to go overseas and necessarily go see. That happens true. Very true. I mean, geez, the Grand Canyon's here. How many people have said they've seen that? I haven't. I tried. I haven't either. I tried. tried. What happened? (laughs) I I was in Vegas, and all of a sudden, it was was one of those moments from the hangover. And I was with (laughs) friends. I was with, you know, friends you remember from back then. Yes. And um, all of a sudden, we were just like, 
well, we want to go see the Grand Canyon. So we asked people in Vegas. We asked this this guy that would rented a, rented us a car. I don't know if it was like a, you know, oh, okay, I can get get these guys, you know, da da da. And um, so all of a sudden we rented the car from Vegas to drive to the Grand Canyon. He's like, it's two hours away. I was like, well, that's not bad. We're driving. We're driving through the desert. It's boring, by the way. There's oh, not much to see in the desert. I mean, a tumbleweed from time to time and, you know, a mobile home. But that, that's about it. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I'm like, oh, geez. And the company wasn't exactly the best at the time either. Wow. Um, but so we're driving. driving. It's like two hours. Where is this thing? <laughs> this thing's a huge hole. We should be falling in it any time now. No, we finally stopped somewhere, one gas station for miles, and it's like, where is the Grand Canyon? <laughs> well, you got another six hours to go. <laughs> oh, like, my hours. goodness. Did you go the wrong way? No. <laughs> the guy, it was a scam. It's yeah, only two hours The guy just wanted to rent us that car. Um, <laughs> so we ended up turning around and going back. But we did see the, the Hoover Dam, so that was kind of cool. And oh, yes. Here I'm thinking you're speaking of the Hoover Dam. You're right. Yeah, the Hoover Dam. Grand Canyon is pretty far. <laughs> it was very far. Yes. I mean, there's like a tip of it, I guess, that you can hit in a couple of hours from Vegas, but it's not what you want to really see. Right. But uh, at least that's what I was told. So we just gave up and tumbleweeded our way back to Vegas. <laughs> the tumbleweed. <laughs> you got to see my. a tumbleweed. You know, I'll tell you, though, you're really in, out in those deserts like that. You could die and no one would ever know you're out there. <laughs> well, you know, the story about the people who were following their GPS trying to find something and they got lost and they uh, ran out of gas in the desert in the Sahara. Mike, it's, yeah, uh, you could die out there for sure. Good. <laughs> There's not much. I mean, so how shovel. did they survive it? Um, I don't remember. They didn't. The, <laughs> I think the, a helicopter finally found them. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, they found a little house, but they were on the verge of death. It was awful. awful. Yeah, that's crazy. And the, the GPS is telling them how to go. And it says, you know, go a half mile, turn right, and all of a sudden the road ends. Make a right hand nice. turn at the vulture. <laughs> oh, the vulture flew somewhere else. <laughs> there you go, right turn at the last guy that followed these directions. Make a left at the tumbleweed. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> it moved. I mean, really? What, what points of like interest are out there that you can actually make a turn or whatever at? I mean, there was like nothing. Sand. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't push the button most direct route. And I expect to see those big mountains, those big rocks. There was none of those. <laughs> you should be hitting a giant hole in the ground. Oh, my. <laughs> All right, I'm not exactly being a tourist guide for um, you know, for the desert, of course, but there's not a lot out there. That's true. There really isn't. That's very true. Death, maybe. Wow. <laughs> All right. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Well, the point of that story is go to Portland because it's a great place to go. <laughs> and leave the desert to the desert, I guess. But, I mean, if you want to go see the Grand Canyon, tell us all about it because I've never been. And I heard that little shoehorn thing now. It's pretty cool. Like, you, you go out on this sho- this glass shoehorn. Oh, yeah. And you can walk all the way out over the ledge and you what look straight down at the Grand Canyon. You never seen that? No, I never saw that. Yeah, we did a story on it, like when they made it, actually. A friend of mine went. He said it was really amazing. Yeah, it's like a glass bottom boat, but you're not in a boat. You're actually on this walkway, and you can look down, and all you see is nothing. Very cool. To the bottom of the. Well, I don't even know if you see the bottom. See, I've never been there, so I don't even know how high it is. You can walk to the bottom. Yeah, you should be able to take donkeys. Yeah. But I don't know. it's, It's not for someone that's not fit. You really need to be ready to go. I wouldn't be too happy if a donkey like kicked me off. Like from the Brady Bunch. Remember they took the donkeys oh down my. into the Grand Canyon. I think you need to experience first. We're not the ones to be speaking to this, I don't think. I definitely yeah. want to see it, though. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We're up to your medical questions and your behavior questions at 866-606-TALK. 
That's 866-606-8255. We're going to take a little break, but when we come back, Mandy, what's your story coming up next about, you know? Um, hurricanes. Ah, hurricane. Well, it is hurricane season. Mm. Just started. Scary year, they say, this year. It's going to be the worst You're year in history. You're saying that every year, John. That's what the meteorologists Mr. are saying. They're doom. saying, hey, take a look around what's going on. Poor Oklahoma and those people. Our hearts I go off to those guys. Too. Yeah, and oh, St. Louis got hit. It's crazy. Once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. wonder what it would be like to live in a perfect world for cats? I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats, long-time cat rescuer, full-time cat appreciator. Join me and my cats James Bond, RJ, Olwyn, and Tristan in a perfect world. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hurricane season starts June 1st, and we have three words of advice for pet owners. Prepare, prepare, prepare. With a Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. For the laid-back... What? Me worry, folks. Who plan to mosey over to their nearby shelter? The word is that local shelters should not be the first choice for local residents. The last resort is we have pet-friendly shelters, and any shelter would prefer you make plans now to basically leave the area, said Chris Wiskoff, chief of Animal Services of Manatee County. So what to do? One alternative is, is to check out a website of pet-friendly pet lodgings. That would be PetsWelcome.com. Other obvious alternatives are to stay with family or friends in a non-evacuation zone. But if you plan to stay in a shelter, make your list now of what you need to bring. A crate or carrier being number one. No enclosure for your animal? No room in the inn. Your local pet-friendly shelter, you'll be responsible for your animals. Other requirements include proof of current rabies vaccination and a license for your pet with the tag. Also, you also want to bring an extra leash, all of your pet's meds, food, and bowls. If possible, remember, prepare, prepare, prepare. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page.
And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK out of Orlando, Florida, WAMT. And a cat question coming in from Edison. Hey, Edison, how you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for uh, taking my question. Anytime. I'm actually uh, bringing my uh, cat, Jewel, to the vet to, uh, to actually a groomer tomorrow. And it's her second time seeing a groomer. Mm-hmm. The first time didn't go so well. Uh, my wife actually gave her some, what was it, Benadryl? Mm-hmm. Some Benadryl, and uh, we were actually told by the vet that that might calm her down. Unfortunately, it didn't work so well. So we really need to get her groomed because her she's shedding a lot, and um, and uh, we just kind of wanted to know what you would recommend uh, for us to do before we bring her to the groomer. We're bringing her tomorrow morning, and one of the things that we were actually planning to do was to put a cone on her, Um but I'm not really sure. Oh, that'll freak her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to do that. Edison, uh, sometimes if, if you know Benadryl will affect different cats different ways. Uh, so it's not. Sometimes it causes sedation. Sometimes it causes excitement. Um, yeah. I would not bring your cat to the groomer if she has a history of freaking out. I would instead call you call your veterinarian. And some veterinarians will groom your cat or shave your cat, and they're in a good position to give a sedative uh, by injection. Okay. So that's what I would recommend, especially if you have a cat that the last thing you want to do is bring your cat into a environment that freaks them out because that can make them sick. And don't give them any Benadryl. Don't give them anything over the counter without your veterinarian's advice. Okay. And one of the things, too, with cats, and Lord knows I know, I've got two of them, and they're always shedding. I mean, they're always going to have hair. But it's good, actually, if you can, one, take them, like, each day. And it's a good bonding experience with the cat, too, is just brush them out. Um, yeah. If you could take them in an area of the house or whatever and, you know, each day kind of spend a couple of minutes just brushing them. Okay. I mean, that, that would prevent less hair around the house, for one thing. Okay. And do you think the long hair causes them, uh, because she's had some skin irritations uh, along her back, so we were actually thinking that maybe if we groom her, maybe that'll help the skin condition. It isn't anything serious, but it almost seems like there's a little bit of flaking going on. Yeah. Uh, so we were thinking that, well, maybe if we cut her hair a little bit shorter, she would uh, maybe get a little bit better with the skin condition? Actually, that might make it worse. It might make it worse? It might make it worse. Um, If you're having any kind of skin condition, including any kind of flaking, drying, you need to bring it to your veterinarian. Okay. Uh, that's and very, you got to be careful important. too, because especially he lives in Orlando, Florida, and so hot down here all the time, all year through for the most part. Fleas? Yeah, I was going to say, are you on flea control? Is yes. your cat on flea control? Yes, we are. Good. Okay, and that's very important. But before, I, I would not, under these circumstances, take your cat to the groomer. Okay. By any means. Yeah, especially if it's a skittish cat. If it's one that's like calm and well behaved to begin with, that's one, that's a whole other scenario. But if it's one that freaks out, yeah, you may want to just uh, take them to your vet and let them do it. Okay. And do you think maybe just uh, uh, washing her? I know cats don't like water to begin with, but do you think maybe we should bathe her with some soap and water? Have you ever bathed her before? Yes. Uh, actually, we just do it with a towel, like a damp, uh, like a very moist uh, towel and uh, a little bit of soap. But yeah. maybe we should just try to bathe her. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. It sounds like you've got a skin condition, and I wouldn't bathe her with any over-the-counter or non-pet shampoo. And okay. also, the flea control that you're using might be washed off by using a soapy shampoo. Right. Oh, okay. 
And that's the thing is that cats, they always groom themselves anyway, and you don't yeah. want to put something on that's going to affect that. They'll groom themselves, and as long as they're healthy, they'll take care of themselves on their own. Right. But if you wanted to use like a, something like that, just don't, like, you, you can use a damp towel, but just don't put anything on it. No shampoos yeah, or soaps no shampoos or anything like that. And no over the counter flea products, no flea shampoos on cats. That's very important. None. None of that stuff. Cats are very, very sensitive. Okay. Edison. Excellent. Edison, try that advice. You know, let us know how you make out. Okay, great. Thank you very much for your help. And Thanks, you're Edison. You're welcome. Bye-bye. That's Edison out there in Orlando, Florida. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets, 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. It's tough when you have, like, an animal, a cat, dog, whatever, and all of a sudden you start to see things going on, like skin problems or hair problems, and then it's like everybody starts using this. Oh, let me try this, and then let me try that, and then let me try this. And a lot of times they don't read the ingredients or they don't read the labels and... Yeah, I had if a guy had, at the dog park the other day say that he was using Visine on his dog. Uh, is that? I, I was like, no. I don't think that's a good idea. He said, oh, well, my dog's fine. And I thought right now he is. Yeah, wait and see what happens later. There are so many times that people it, it don't, the, the take-home message is don't treat your pet uh, with anything over the counter. If you have a problem, take them to your veterinarian because you could make it worse. If I had a dollar for every time I had a client treat with an over-the-counter pain medication, it just makes things a whole lot worse. Then we, and know, a lot of times, sometimes less is more, right? I mean, it's like literally doing less is sometimes more. And, and, and like you can overdo it more than do less. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes doing nothing is the best thing and taking them to your veterinarian. If you think there's something wrong with your pet, don't to try vet. to save a little bit of money by not bringing them to the veterinarian because you'll wind up with a bigger problem that costs you more to treat. So, yeah, and always first rule out, of course, medical uh, by going to your veterinarian uh, when you see issues. And then you can move on to like anything behavioral that might have kicked in or something like that. Right. Well, once again, spay and to your pets help control that pet population. A very special thanks to Dr. James Brunt, Executive Director of Catalyst Council, who joined us earlier. But I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. A special thanks to Mr. Zach Buden at Business Talk Radio Network. Thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Don't forget, check out TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N. Pets.com. There's no G in the talking. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us here in this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.